This is the time to focus on you. You know yourself best. And at this point, I don't know what's going on in your life, but you do. And so reflect on what matters most to you. Write it out. Is it family? Is it your career? Is it your health? Is it yourself? Is it, you know, what goals maybe? I feel like goals can give you a direction around what matters. It's something that's universal. We all know what goals are. Are you sitting in a space where you are struggling with anxiety? Do you feel like a prisoner to the cycles of depression? Do you feel stuck in your life and feel frustrated and lost, but yet you know there is so much more on the other side of this mental breakdown? I want to hold your hand through this therapeutic life healing journey. I will help you navigate emotional healing, spiritual growth, and taking action so you can align your mind, body, and spirit to completely transforming your life. You are worthy of the life of your dreams, of stepping into your power and experiencing your breakdown as your breakthrough. Hey, I'm Adit. I'm a therapist, a mindset coach, and I want to partner with you so we can heal your life together. Welcome back to Therapeutic Life Healing with me, Adit, as your host. I am so glad you are here because today's episode is super juicy. We are talking about how to protect your peace. Thank you for tuning in today and spending time here with me on your healing journey to continue to do the work. It's not easy always to look at your life and evaluate and reflect and make changes, but man, I am so proud of you. And if someone has not said that to you lately, let me be the one to tell you, I am so proud of you for showing up, investing in yourself, because there's so many distractions in the world that grab our attention and so many things on our to-do list that I know you're busy and I'm sure you have a lot on your plate, but to also invest in yourself and say, I deserve this time for me. So this is your you time. I'm proud of you. Now let's get into today's episode. I'm so excited to talk about how to protect your peace. It's something I love talking about. So let's get into it. So you know your girl here loves definitions. So I like to start with the definition of peace. What is peace, first of all? Well, peace is the freedom from disturbance. It means tranquility. It's a state or period in which there is no war or a war has ended. And when we think about that, the definition, and turn that into our lives and our body, our mind, our spirit, it's a freedom from disturbance. It's a tranquility. It's a state or period in which there is no war or a war has ended. And this could be a war inside of you, inside of your thoughts. It could be a war outside of your life things that are going on that are difficult. Family, friends, relationships, career, goals. I don't know what you're facing in your life, but I know that none of us ever leave this earth not having been affected by something that has really rocked our world or is challenging or that hurts our hearts or breaks our hearts. And so this idea of creating and cultivating peace, a freedom from disturbance, a moment of Just peace within yourself, even if the chaos is still there, how to do that. It's something that I have been working on for myself for several years now, and I finally feel like I truly can say and tell you that it can happen. It really can happen. It doesn't matter what is going on in your life. You really can cultivate a peace within no matter what is going on on the outside. I can look back at the years before 
I really kind of focused on my healing journey and the chaos. I was just drowning some days in it. It was exhausting. It was mentally, physically, spiritually, just exhausting, like a soul exhaustion. And I've talked about in previous episodes, a soul tired, like you're just not going to sleep this kind of thing off, right? Like no eight hours of sleep, no no hydration, no workout, like no morning ritual is going to do it. Um, those are tools, right? And they will help you along the way. And I'm saying, not saying those things are not helpful. They are. But uh, it's kind of looking at your life in totality and over time creating this structure and patience with yourself to make changes in the right direction for you to create that peace. And I just, I think, got to a point where enough was enough. I couldn't keep up with the pace that I was working on in my life and between my job, family. There was a lot of loss and grief and medical conditions and my own just health decline. And it was just always a lot of anxiety and cycles of depression. And as I even talk about it, you could hear my voice, my body, it just kind of like, oh, it was a tough period for a long time. So I get it. If you're in that place today, I feel you, I hear you, I've been there. And if I've been there, I trust that you too, wherever you are in your life, that you can work through this time and cultivate the peace in your own state of mind and life because it can happen. And that's why I really want to talk about it because it's so important to remember and know that that's there and to hold on to that hope. I think that's what always kept me through those dark periods is like hope, like hoping that things will get better, hoping that newness will come and problems would kind of just get figured out. Well, you know, newsflash problems didn't stop and they still don't stop. Like challenges, obstacles are always there. But I changed, my mind changed, how I thought and moved through my life and relationships changed, how I thought about myself, how I treated myself, how I talked to myself, how I looked at my relationships and looked at my life in totality. I didn't know what that looked like, but I knew I wanted it. I didn't know what it felt like, but I knew I needed something to change. And so I hope that this episode inspires that hope in for you and your life and wherever you are today. I'll give you exact tools and ideas and tips on how to cultivate it. But ultimately, I think one of the most important things is to hold on that it can change. Whatever you're going through, it can change. It's going to require some patience. It's going to require time. It's going to require commitment, discipline, and connecting to the right people in the right settings and situations. And slowly over time, it will get better. So let's get into the how. That was the why and the what. Let's get into how to do that. Okay, so first things first. I believe truly that the first thing to focus on is what really matters to you and how I would maybe go about figuring that out for yourself is spend some time alone, like go to a coffee shop or go to a park or somewhere cozy in your home, but create a space where you would feel just kind of invited to reflect and take a pen, a paper, journal, if you have your favorite journal, take whatever, take notes on your laptop, whatever, it doesn't matter. The idea though is you spending time alone. I don't want anybody else there because we get distracted and, you know, we 
maybe you might think about inviting other people's opinions and advice, and this is not the time to do that. This is the time to focus on you. You know yourself best. And at this point, I don't know what's going on in your life, but you do. And so reflect on what matters most to you. Write it out. Is it family? Is it your career? Is it your health? Is it yourself? Is it, you know, what goals maybe? I feel like goals can give you a direction around what matters. It's something that's universal. We all know what goals are. And you could, you know, even think about it in bullet points around certain areas of your life. So career, family, yourself, your health. I would just, you know, write everything out, but then pick one, just one. Focus on one area out of all of them that you just, if this could change, if this could be worked on, if this could get some love and attention from you, then everything else can fall into place and like have a domino effect. And you'll gain confidence that I can do this. I can create this change in this area. And when you start to see that happen, it gives you confidence for the rest of the stuff to fall into place. So just brain dump everything onto paper and be in your safe, cozy, warm, inviting place of music. Take your AirPods. I don't know, do whatever to make it fun and like interesting to you and write everything out that matters to you. Not what your friends not what your family, not what your partner or your kids. No, you. You are the most important relationship because you are going to be with yourself for the rest of your life. Everything else can change. People can change in your life. Relationships can change. People go away. People die. So I'm not trying to be dramatic, but I kind of am because that's life. Life is dramatic. Life has things that it's going to throw our way and you've experienced it already. I I have. I know, you know, that I'm not alone in that. So I want you to feel prepared and to focus and have a North Star and a compass that you can focus on what matters most to you. So if it's to, you know, really build that relationship with yourself and cultivate that inner peace, then the focus is you. So just brain dump everything, pick one, and that's a starting place. The second thing after you've done that is to create boundaries to protect that one thing that you're working on. So that will mean learning to say no if it's going to take you away from that goal, that focus point, or starting to create some boundaries around when you're going to say yes and when you're going to say no, but learn to say no. For example, I knew I needed to heal and work on myself. That was my goal. I always gave to everybody else and took everybody's phone calls when they text or like just constantly focus on everybody else. And so I wanted to think about me and what did I want? What do, what do I, what am I dreaming about? What am I wanting to work toward? And I started with myself. So my boundary was I had scheduled me time. And I told everybody, I, I was friends, my husband, mama, like everybody, this is my me time. When I'm in my me time, I will not be available. And you get to define, for example, whatever that is for you, how long that is. And then I would put my phone on do not disturb or allow, you know, certain phone calls to come through if it was specific, like around the situation Then you know, I want to take emergency calls. But the rule was I was focusing on my me time and that meant that I would read a book, listen to a podcast, go for a walk. I was just consuming positive content. I was reading kind of self-help books. I was listening to podcasts that were all around like self-help, personal development, and people who have been through things and, and talking about how they've overcome challenges or just motivational speeches from just different 
people in the field of personal development. And, you know, you can even just Google search and start finding people that interest you. And I would just consume their books, consume their podcasts. And that was my me time was to start filling my mind up with this inspiring motivation around taking care of myself and also what do I need and want? And then through those, I learned to ask myself questions or I'd be inspired by something someone said and then I would apply that to myself. I went and worked out or went for a walk and I would get inspired during that and start to think of ideas and get creative and really wanted to channel my pain from all this loss into something positive. That's how this podcast got birthed. So just create boundaries, say no, learn to say no to things or set a timer for yourself, like find a way that you're going to protect that one thing you're working on and create boundaries around it. And learning to say no so that you can have that time to focus on it, that is going to be one of the most key things to keep this going and making it a reality. And I just want to note here, something that starts to happen is you are creating and cultivating inner peace just in number one and number two alone. So if you were just to do number one and number two, you're already cultivating peace. So know that that is enough. And you can just stop here and start with that. If you're in your beginning stages on your healing journey, or if you've had a life situation change and, you know, just kind of throw you off your game, then come back and like focus on number one and number two. You know, what new boundaries do you need to set? What new thing are you focusing on? For example, I'm in a new place in my life where I'm focusing on something and I'm creating new boundaries around that. So it will constantly be something you work on, this cultivating piece. And so have this as a general rule of thumb, the number one and number two tips that I suggested, and know that that's enough. I'll give you a couple more and then you can add that if that feels helpful. The third thing is talk to somebody, one person. Now that you've figured out what you're focusing on, what boundaries you're setting, and you know why this is important to you. And I would say just pick one person that you're going to open up to about this. And this one person could be a trusted, loving friend. It could be your partner. It could be a family member. It could be somebody in your spiritual congregation. It could be your spiritual leader or even a therapist. I started out with therapy. And as I started to feel more confident in my healing journey and starting to shed some real deep pain and sorrow and grief and heartache, I was able to then pull in some trusted friends and then, you know, my partner and, you know, and slowly start to open up to more people once I got the space that I needed to figure myself out. So I opted to reach out to a therapist and it just felt nice. This is someone I'm not going to see all the time, you know, at dinner, didn't have to worry about their feelings. It's my space. It's my time. And I invested in me. And this was part of like that investment. You know, someone who's neutral and not a family member, it's not a friend. So they're not biased. You know, they just hold that space for you. And finding a right therapist who you trust, who you vibe with, who culturally can understand you and you feel like you can build that relationship safely with them. I would highly recommend that if you have the means and the access and the ability to do it, I would highly suggest starting with therapy and then moving into starting to tell a friend and anyone else that you think would be nice to have their, their support. So that would be the third thing is starting to have a space out loud that you're processing 
with someone else. And what that does as humans, we're just built and wired to connect with other humans. And so there is a social aspect that inner peace is also cultivated when we're in community or connection and we feel seen, heard, believed, cared about. And so there is an important, I think, element to inner peace that is connecting to another person and starting even with just one person and then building your community and connections from that place, starting to feel that healing. And then your connections start to feel much more aligned with where you're headed. Okay. And the last thing that I would say is helpful in cultivating inner peace is watch how you talk to yourself. Watch how you talk to yourself. Be kind along the way because you're not perfect. Life is not perfect. Nobody else is perfect. No situation is going to be perfect. So that can build frustration, annoyance, anger, feeling like a lack of motivation, inspiration, a doubt, fears, all of that. And what I want you to realize that that will happen and that's okay, expect it. And when it does, I want you to be kind to yourself and talk through it in a way that helps you to stay focused on your path and to keep going anyways. And that's really what true inner peace is. There's a great quote that I love that says, peace does not mean to be in a place where there is no noise, trouble, or hard work. It means to be in the midst of those things and still be calm in your heart. When I think about that, it's this wonderful definition of what inner peace is because it's protecting your mind, your heart, your spirit, what you're doing, what you're working on. And it's in a way that's really inviting in self-compassion, understanding, grace, forgiveness, all of that is doing wonders for your healing journey. How you talk to yourself really lovingly, really kindly. You know, if you fall off or if you make a mistake or if you take a step back or it doesn't go according to plan or if someone else does, you know, just giving this reminder to yourself that it's okay. I'm going to keep going anyways. It's okay. I'm going to keep going anyways. Stay focused and kind of reminding yourself like you got this and it's okay. And even on the days that you're not kind, you reset as soon as possible. Because again, not perfect, right? There have been times I have been so mean to myself. Like, I can't believe you're so dumb. How did you make this mistake? Like, even when I started my podcast, if you go back to like early episodes, I I had an interview with a therapist that I was so excited and she was in Portugal and interviewed her and I didn't record the entire interview and it took a long time to get her booked and then I didn't record it because I was so new and nervous and then I went into a deep spiral of like, how dumb, I'm not meant to podcast, I don't know what I'm doing, how did this happen, you're so stupid, like, it happens to the best of us. So don't beat yourself up. It took me about a, about a day and a half to get over myself and get over that and laugh at it. And what that has done for me over the years is really started to laugh at my mistakes and just be like, well, oh, well, like, it's not the end of the world. No one died, you know, and like sometimes just checking yourself and putting it into perspective, like it's not a big deal. It's going to be okay. Like figure it out, reset, move on, start anew, you know, and you will continue to build that mindset and it'll just get stronger and stronger and you'll get kinder and kinder to yourself and more forgiveness and compassion and loving like, and it just does a lot for this inner peace that you're cultivating. 
And I'm going to end with just running through 10 quick habits to protect your peace and energy. And these are just general. So just take them as they feel helpful to you and leave what doesn't feel helpful. So number one is let go of things you can't control and focus on what you and you alone can only control. Two is avoid comparing yourself to others. Comparison is the thief of all joy. I love that quote. Number three, keep your faith larger than your fear. You will always have fear, but learn to dance with it and have your faith lead. Number four, develop an attitude of gratitude. I know that that can kind of, you know, be preaching positive toxicity or be positive all the time. No, that's not what I'm saying. But when you start to appreciate and have gratitude over yourself, your life, what's what you're doing, what's happening, other people, it does shift a lot of things. And you can still be sad and angry and all of the other feelings too. I think sometimes people just think it's either this or that. It either have to be grateful or I'm not grateful. No, there's something in the middle called the gray and you can be both things. You can have this awareness of uh, what you're grateful for and then you have your feelings that are feelings. We all have them and you'll they'll come and go. So just kind of developing that attitude of gratitude. Number five, Don't be afraid to spend time alone. Number six, avoid spaces that don't feel right, don't feel aligned, that feel like they're draining you and soul-sucking you as best as you can, avoiding those spaces and relationships or creating some boundaries around them or changes. Number seven, speak kindly to yourself and others. Number eight, avoid people who drain your energy as best as you can. You know, that means maybe letting the call go to voicemail, not texting right away, or just starting to minimize contact as best as you can. Number nine, pay attention to your triggers. And lastly, be aware of your thoughts. I would even kind of allow your thoughts to just float like clouds in the sky and not trying to attach any meaning as best as possible. You know, just drop the story of what your feelings always mean and what your thoughts always mean. Like that's exhausting after a while. Sometimes it's fine to just say, oh, that's an interesting thought. Oh, that's another interesting feeling I'm having. Like creating some even boundaries with yourself around what's happening in your internal world and staying focused on what really matters, your number one thing that you did. Write that down and look at it as often as you can to keep you guided on your path on healing. All right, my friends, that's the episode for today. I hope you took some notes. And share this episode with a friend, with a family member. Let them know why this was important to you or what you took away from it. And have them listen, have them subscribe. Thank you so much for tuning in. Be sure to leave me a review if you haven't already. It goes a long way. I'd love to read what you think about this podcast. And send me an email also with any ideas for future topics. I would love to hear from you. All that information is in the show notes and I wish you a wonderful day. Take good care of yourself and take good care of each other.